everyone. Welcome back to Bad on Paper Podcast. I'm Becca Freeman. And I'm Grace Atwood. And today we have two guests with us. And confusingly, they both have the same name. We have both Veronica Beards, who are the founders of the label Veronica Beard. So get ready for things to be weird. I don't know. It's going to be fun. It's a great interview. We're so excited to have them with us today. But before we dive in, this episode is sponsored by Casatex. So we're both feeling very into nesting this month. Neither of us are traveling. We're staying in a lot. And I think that one of the best things you can do right now is to treat yourself to new sheets. So we kind of were saying new year, new linens. We're going to tell you more about them and we have an amazing offer for you, but just know that their bedding is pretty great. So before we get into this interview, let's talk about highs and lows. So what is your high this week? Okay. I'm feeling very warm and fuzzy. So today we're recording. It's Thursday. Last night we went to Kate Kennedy's um, Be There in Five live show, which was so much fun. We sat with Ashley and Raina from Girls Gotta Eat and Ashley Spivey. And I just like love our little like squad of podcasting friends that we've made. Um, It's so nice. I feel like besides that, I've had – I've been like easing my way back into the work week. I'll talk about my low, but – I feel like this week I had two like hour long conversations with girlfriends and like I just feel like in the way that I said last week in New Year's resolutions, I felt very self-absorbed this year and like I wasn't prioritizing my relationships. I feel like the beginning of January and we're only like eight days in has just been so different from that. Can I tell you, I've really seen a difference since you got back from New Year's in like your stress level and in your attitude. <laughs> I'm like I can, a, I'm I can tell. Yeah, I mean, I've been really like focused. I'm partnering with Headspace and I'm meditating every day. Um, I have not been exercising that much, <gasps> but I've just had an amazing couple of weeks, and I just feel really happy and really warm and fuzzy. That's amazing. I also you seem like you're in a better Headspace. Yeah, I also think this is a funny thing. I'm not a big phone person, but I might be becoming one. Oh. I feel like I've had like long conversations on the phone a lot this week and I just leave like feeling like really happy. I don't know. Like I talked to Deirdre for a a solid hour yesterday. I talked to Natalie for almost an hour today. Um, Yeah, it's really nice. I'm not a phone person. That sounds not awesome. I mean, it's hard because I have a lot of long distance friendships. Yeah. I'm not always the best. Like you and Jackie, I feel like, talk on the phone. We do, but it's probably only once every six weeks. Okay. Yeah. It's not. I mean, I don't remember the last time I had a call with either of those two, but it was nice to just like call and check in and like hear how they're doing. That's nice. Yeah. What about you? Um, So I am – I'm having an attitude adjustment where I've been (laughs) – I said in a previous episode that I'm feeling really nervous about work going into Q1, and I have enough work right now, but then one of my projects ends at the end of January, and I've been very nervous about what's next. And um, I've kind of just given myself permission to chill out, Mm -hmm. and I'm really enjoying having less work right now, and like... It's been really nice to have short hours and to just like be cozy and like be like, oh, well, okay, I'm going to finish work at five o'clock and I'm going to cook dinner or I'm going to sleep until 930 because I'm tired or I'm going to work out at noon. And I slept till 930 today. Me too. It was great. (laughs) It's been really nice to just be like, okay, I'm going to like take a slow start on this year and 
it's nice that I don't have a lot of work. It'll come together. I I have a couple of leads, so I think I feel like I have irons in the fire and I just feel a little more comfortable, but um, I'm just really enjoying my lifestyle this week. Yeah, I feel good about my lifestyle this week. I would have liked to exercise more and maybe drink a little less, eh, but can't win them all. I feel great. Yeah. Yeah. What about on the low side? I'm just outrageously behind on work. Like my inbox is usually I like to have it like at like 20 or 15. I think there's 90 in there right now. I feel like I I feel the same, but I feel like it's because everyone was so focused on Q4 and now everyone's back in the office in January and they're like, oh shit, got to yeah. like get things in order. Yeah. Because I feel like my inbox is the same way, but I'm hoping after this week, once people are caught up, it'll kind of calm down. I think so too. And I think um, I'm planning a party for my blog's 10-year anniversary and I have a lot of follow-ups on that. And mm. I just have like things that are just in the inbox because I don't have answers to them yet. And I'm just like, I don't like the look of my Gmail. Yeah. I woke up this morning and I had I was like, oh, yeah. Mama's got a lot of emails to answer. And then I got a facial today during lunch. I'm, I'm like such a slacker this week. This isn't like me. I got a facial today during lunch and I got back and I was like, oh, fuck, there's like 40 new things I need to do. And I didn't I haven't done any of them. I'm just choosing to focus on the positive and be like, I'll answer those emails. Like not even at some point, like, yeah, by tomorrow or the end of the weekend yeah i might i think what i'll do is i'm gonna have to work a little this weekend but i don't even care because i had such a fun week yeah so it's fine and that's one of the benefits of working for yourself you can set your own hours yeah we don't do that enough yeah i agree yeah feeling great 2020 is off to a great start but i am so nervous because whenever i say that something blows up in my face yeah i don't like being too um i'm knocking on the wood table everyone i don't like to be too um boastful when I'm like, I feel calm. Things are going well. It feels like asking for trouble. Yeah. I feel like I'm, I just literally asked for trouble. Please universe. Don't give me trouble. Um, so my low is that my bedtime is out of control. What do you mean? So I feel like in general, I typically like to go to bed around 11. Same. And 10 even, I would like 10, but no, I, I, maybe I'm in bed reading at 10 or yeah in like bed going through tiktok or you know like you're you have been a tiktok monster i love tiktok but you know maybe i'm in bed at 10 but like i would like to be going to bed at 11 and with um the holidays i was traveling i was like going out a ton i just feel like my bedtime has crept back and i've been going to bed at like one oops and then i do the thing where so I said this morning I slept till 9.30, but it's like because I'm up so late that I'm getting up later, which isn't necessarily bad, but um, it makes me feel really unproductive. Totally. And then this past week, I've been staying up so late because I'll tell you about I was finishing a very addictive book series, so I kept staying up late to read it. My bedtime situation is just really spiraled. So today, I don't have any plans tonight. I've had plans all week. I've had a very Same. social January, but um, I don't have any plans tonight. And I'm like, I need to go to bed at 11. I need to get back on a good routine. Yes, I do too. I'm going to get back on track next week. Also, I have to say I've had such a social week and I have had no social anxiety. It's all about your attitude. It's all about your attitude. Yeah. I do not like having plans every night usually. I've had a great week. Good. Yeah. 
Well, before we get into this interview with the Veronicas, a quick desperation minute. If you haven't already, please leave us a review on Apple Podcast. It means a ton to us. We love reading them. There were so many today. Oh, I haven't read we them got, yet today. We got like maybe 10 nice, really new. Huh. I meant to text you. I get so happy. I, I check every day. Now I have something to look forward to. After we're done recording, I'm going to read all our reviews and feel warm and fuzzy. I know. I think that's contributing to my happy feelings. And you know what else I would like to ask you? If you've left a review, thank you, um, maybe throw up an Instagram story and tag us in it and share it with your friends on Instagram. Yeah. So if you're liking this podcast, just screenshot it right now and throw it on your stories. That means so much and it really helps us grow. Tag us both so we can see it and tag bad on paper. Yeah. Tag all of the things. Let's get to this interview. Yes. You guys, we are so excited to have the Veronica Beards with us today. That's right. There isn't just one Veronica Beard. The brand is founded by two sisters-in-law, Veronica Miele Beard and Veronica Swanson Beard. The two melded their backgrounds in finance and fashion to launch Veronica Beard in fall of 2010. So if you're a longtime listener or you read my blog or follow me on Instagram, you've definitely heard of them before. They're one of my absolute favorite designers, if not my number one favorite. Their clothes look amazing on everyone, and their blazers especially are just the best. Welcome, Veronicas. Thanks Thank you. for that intro. This is going to be so confusing. I know. It's going to be very confusing. It's S&M. Blonde and brunette. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, like, if somebody's talking, like, your name is both oh, Veronica. So if we address a question to you. <laughs> well, I think our voice is, like, sort of sift out. Yeah. People can figure- We're going to figure it yeah. out. Yeah. So wait, ladies, we introduced you, but we want to hear from you. Could each of you walk us through how you got to where you are today? And I want to hear like, what did you do before you started the brand? Who do you want to go first? You can, since you're talking. Okay. So- <laughs> This is Veronica Swanson Beard. Veronica Swanson Beard. Um, so how did we get here? Well, we got here- because of a lot of hard work, for sure, and a lot of time. We're coming up on our 10-year anniversary. That's, That's so crazy. exciting. Um, so February marks 10 years, which is a really big deal. We're really excited about it. Um, but I, um, this has been my dream since I was a little girl, stapling, clo- stapling paper to my clothing. Um, <laughs> and it it's incredible to look back and sort of, you know, I think – I think you kind of know what you want to be when you're little. Yeah. And um and so there's been all these 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 things along the way that have really affirmed that for me. Um but like you know, life, high school, college, I went to Tulane, I moved to New York to go to Parsons. Um I was in the AAS program at Parsons and I worked for Narcisa Rodriguez and at the end of my internship they offered me a job and actually this woman Nyan Fit offered me a job to work on the VMAs. Oh how cool. Yeah, which was really fun and super exciting. It was um it was when the VMAs was all about fashion. So it was Alexander McQueen and it was the season that he did the rainbow dress. Oh. Um, so I was like, yes, I definitely, definitely want to do that. But in order to do that, I had to drop out of Parsons. And, um, and I just knew that that was sort of like life telling me this was my moment to get in and to start. Um, so I told my parents, kind of asked my parents, told my parents and, um, and I went and dropped out of Parsons and just started. And 
it was sort of a leap of faith. I started in in wholesale. I went after KCD. I went into wholesale um, for Alberta Ferretti, which I loved. I loved selling. I loved learning how to sell. I loved um, learning about you know line plans and all the merchandising and the styling and showrooms and you know that sort of calendar. And then after. Um, working in wholesale, I became a buyer for a woman called um, Marissa Hardington, who owns Marissa Collections in Naples, Florida, which is a beautiful, beautiful specialty store. And I was her buyer in New York. Um, And I loved, again, learning that side of the business, which was the other, you know, the consumer side and and really, um, you know, knowing what that customer wanted and thinking about her customers, her, you know, top customers and what they were looking for and trends in the market. And I was really you know, um, given the job of focusing on emerging contemporary designers. So this was in 2003. Okay. And that was when, um, when contemporary was really getting going, you know, and it was when Alex Wang started and, you know, Perenza was starting and CFDA was starting the Vogue Fashion Fund. And it was, you know, after September 11th, and there was so much enthusiasm about fashion then and, and, these young, incredible designers. Um, so I loved buying. I loved buying. I loved, I'm a big shopper. I love product and I love discovering things. And so buying was so fun for me. And I think just having both of those sides of the business before starting our own business um, was amazing to know those two sides. Wait, what about you, Veronica? What were you doing before you started the business? Um, goodness, where do I start? So I am, I grew up being Mealy's sister. I have two brothers and I was from New (laughs) Jersey. (laughs) So, um, I had the two brothers. We were very sporty. Um, I, I think that entrepreneurialism runs in your heritage. My father was like this big entrepreneur and I had no idea what I wanted to do. I worked so many jobs. I, Somehow ended up at Franklin Marshall College, which is a pre-medical college, mostly. It's a liberal arts school, but I studied, I studied equine medicine. Oh my, <laughs> oh my god! I was a big equestrian, and okay. I rode rode horses. I played three varsity sports. Um, I was like that, but I loved, I loved, um, I loved everything. You know, I was like always dressing for the prom. I think I went to like six proms, <laughs> and um, always dressing for men. You know, and always mm-hmm. finding like that to be sort of the way to get through society, right? was like, what am I wearing and how am I going to look really good for like the men in the men's world and mm-hmm. the sports world and all this stuff. So anyway, I'm at, I'm at pre-med and I decide I'm not doing this. I, I saw an autopsy of a dog and I like, died. Oh. So um, I got into, um, I loved, I loved like the thrill of Wall Street and gambling and mm-hmm. watching stocks and, I knew I had to make money. So I, I went straight into Wall Street when I graduated. Um, not really. It's really hard to get a job in Wall Street. And I'm not even going to tell you how old I am. But back then, it was very hard. So um, I worked really, really hard at trying to move up the chain. Yeah. And during that, I'll just say this one story. I'm at, um, I'm at DLJ where I did meet my husband. We had a very heated inner office romance. Ooh, scandalous. And, um, yeah. And um, at DLJ um, – I'm I'm there as a, as a sales assistant, and all the other guys are new business associates, and we're all doing the same thing. We're all build, building books of business and trying to sell stocks. And I went to the head of the floor and I said, "Why can't I be a new business associate? What what does he have that I don't have?" 
And he said to me, um, women need MBAs here. So I was so angry. I walked out and I got a job at Vogue in advertising and selling ad sales. Ron Galati was my boss. So um, that was an interesting glimpse into fashion as I knew it. And I'm like, ah, this is a glamorous job. I'm going to go and see what the inner workings of Vogue are. I couldn't wait to get the hell out of there. Oh, (laughs) Oh, my God. I was like, these girls are like worried about their nails chipping. Okay. Like, I am so not into this. And (laughs) I love the supply demand of the ad space. And it was it was a great experience. But I got my myself back on a trading desk really fast where I didn't need an MBA. I worked at Furman Sells. Then I went to Lehman Brothers. And then I really wanted to go to the buy side, which is where you actually take risk and invest on behalf of other people. So I joined um, a guy named Philippe Lafont and we built Co2, which is a technology hedge fund. Um, he's a tiger cub. I don't know if you've heard of tiger management, but it's... No, I don't know what that okay. is. Yeah, it's, it's it one of sounds the biggest... like maybe like a gay animal <laughs> <Yeah>. delineation. <laughs> he was a tiger cub. Okay, so tiger is one of the biggest like hedge bear. funds. Yeah. <laughs> like a tiger. Yeah. Tiger... <laughs> Um, was one of the biggest hedge funds in um, in the world. Okay. At the time, it was like, it was the thoroughbreds. Okay. okay? And these guys were, you know, just their resumes were killer. So when, in building Co2, by the way, I realized too, what I'm wearing is so effective on raising money and on trading. And I had this book of business and like, you know, a lot of clients wanted to do business with me. And I'm thinking, why do they want to do, you know, how am I being so successful here? And I think because I was a woman in this man's world, you know, and I'm, mm-hmm. and I would literally get up in the morning and think about like, what clients am I seeing? Like, what am I doing today? What am I wearing? And it yeah. was like a runway. I was the girl with the red Gucci bag, you know, back then. My husband <laughs> noticed me because he was like, what's that patent leather bag, you know? Yeah. And so I loved shocking everybody, you know, like wearing gloves at an interview in the day. She's, <laughs> she's sitting here in a lace dress with, green elbow length gloves on right yeah, now. Why not? Yeah, why not? Um, hey, we love it. Why not? Because otherwise it's going to sit in my drawer. I'm not going to wear it. Yeah. And um, it's Christmas time, so it goes with my dress. That's it's perfect. Great. So anyway, that's how important fashion was to me. I spent, uh, I made a lot of money, but I spent a lot of it on designer suiting, mm-hmm. um, like, you know, the hourglass Dolce & Gabbana suit. I spent a lot of time in Dolce & Gabbana. Okay. And um, and that kind of that kind of fashion. Yeah. You know? Wait, now that you have this, have you thrown some of that out? Like, what are you... No, I've just... kept everything. I okay. keep everything. So you don't just wear your own line. Well, neither of you do. No. So let's take a quick break for one of our sponsors. Today's episode is sponsored by Casatex. So Casatex has been my destination for beautiful, fluffy towels for... A couple years now, I have their bath sheets and I absolutely love them. More recently, they launched bedding though, and we are obsessed with their bedding. So they sent us both new sheets and robes, and you know that robe life is the best life in my opinion. And throw blankets. And throw blankets, and we are obsessed. So the quality is incredible. So the robes are super plush, the bedding is all like super luxe hotel quality bedding. Um, and their products are made exclusively in distinguished mills in Portugal, Turkey, and Italy. Fancy. Yeah, the sheets are amazing. So one thing that I really love is that I get really hot at night, and I love that the sheets are actually pretty cooling. So we both got the Lorimer Percal bedding, and it is so nice. So it's a eucalyptus percal with tensile and lyocell fibers blended with cotton for a soft feel that absorbs moisture, and it keeps you really cool throughout the night. So I am like one of those weirdos that like 
turns off the heat in my bedroom at night to sleep. Like I would crack a window if we didn't live on such a busy street, but I like to be cool at night. And these are incredible for that. And they're available in seven colors and king, queen, and twin sizes. So I love the idea of starting the new year with some new linens. Like it's like a cozy treat to myself. And my new sheets are so soft and comfortable. So one thing Casatex told us is that they believe self-care starts in the bed with your sheets, and we loved that idea. And another cool thing is that the Lorimer fabric is Okeotech Standard 100 certified, which is a certification that assures that they meet a strict set of rules around hazardous substances and asserting that their bedding is safe, both for people and the environment. I really love that. Um, I think it's so important to promote responsible companies like this. Um, The towels are beautiful too. So I have the prestige bath sheets and the washcloths and I got them well over a year, like I think a year and a half ago. And they're still super soft and fluffy. I feel like a lot of towels get like scratchy and itchy after Mm. you wash them a lot. And I do wash and fold. So like it's not the best laundry. Like they, they're not taking the best care. They're probably like drying it on heat on hot so yeah i like love them yeah and another thing i love is the throw blankets they have some really beautiful throws and they're they're perfect for cozying up this time of the winter with a book so i got the color block alpaca throw and it's so well it's really soft but it's also really good looking so we're gonna put some photos of the casa tech stuff that we got on our instagram story because i think this is it's also great looking. Like you need to see it. Yes, you absolutely need to see it. It's so pretty. Oh wait, this wasn't even a part of our ad, but I love their night shirts. I got this like blue and white striped night shirt when I I think like two years ago, and it's beautiful. So also like look at their pajamas when you're on there. So clearly there is no shortage of things that we love there that you can get. And we have an offer for you in case you want to go on their site and stock up on any bedding or towels or throw blankets or robes or nightshirts. So you can take 20% off your first order when you shop on casatex.com and enter code BOP20. So that's 20% off with code BOP20 at K-A-S-S-A-T-E-X.com. Definitely go check them out. New year, new bedding. You deserve it. Let's get back to the episode. Well, what prompted you to start the brand? You know, I think we spent so much time together. So we um, fast forward, we met at a wedding. We were friends and sisters-in-law before we started this. And we would sit, you know, at party, you know, after party, family gathering after family gathering, um, talking about designers that we loved, things that were missing in the market, you know, what we wanted, what we couldn't find. Um, We had kids in between this. I have three kids. Veronica has five. And so it was, should we start a maternity line? Should we bring a bag line from France? What should we do? So we were really, um, I think we were really craving starting something, Mm -hmm. but it was just sort of um, putting, you know, figuring out what that was. And um, for, you know, for a long time, I I had always thought that I would have a store. We, you know, talked a lot about this concept of the uniform and how men had their uniform. And the jacket really existed. The Dickie jacket existed in menswear. My husband had a couple versions of this. And it was something that we talked about as an idea. It didn't exist in women's wear. So we we made, had the jackets made, started wearing them, got such an enormous reaction to them. And um, through, you know, different people who hooked us up, 
we went into production and made, you know, a round of um, samples from Remnant Fabrics. So we started. Oh, so were they all different? They were all different. And they were, wow. we went to Mood Fabrics. It oh, was the like. the best place ever. The best place ever. And we were best friends with everybody at Mood. And we would go in there and buy bolts of fabric. And we became such good customers that we would go to New Jersey and they like basically gave us the keys. And we would like climb up ladders. Veronica was pregnant. So I was like doing all the work, climbing up the ladders. And I was the driver. <laughs> she was the driver <laughs> and the, like the pointer. And, um, and we would pull out these bolts of fabric that we liked that was like dead stock from designers. And, you know, it'd be 100 yards of fabric. And we knew it took one and a half or two per jacket. So we had 50 jackets. Wait, can you yeah. explain what a dicky is for anyone who doesn't know what it is? Yeah. So the dicky is, um, it's a layering piece. And it just goes around your neck and it zips in where the lapel is. To the blazers. Yes. Yeah. And they're all one size and they fit in all of our blazers and all of our coats. So it was that kind of um, innovation of this concept. You know, the dicky mm-hmm. jacket existed, as Veronica said, for men, but ours would be interchangeable and you could style it the way that you're feeling or do it the way we styled for you. But we looked at the jacket like a bag. It was during that time when it was like all that bag culture and everybody, mm-hmm. you know, it was mm-hmm. your it accessory. bag. It was like Wait, your Chloe you- bag, your Celine bag, whatever it was. And this was your accessory, really. People are always like, that's so expensive. And I'm like, I know, but like you'll have this forever. Yeah. Like I have so many friends who have – so when we started, we had a different logo, a script. And um, I have – so many friends that still have their original navy blue wool, which was like, it was like a very, um, it was like a hundred percent virgin wool, sort of like boys schoolboy blazer, you oh, know. Cute. So that's sort of like more. But it was like rough. coating. Remember yeah, how it was heavy like it was. It was like a little bit rough, and the upstate, the original upstate, which was virgin wool, and um, and that jacket on those people has that was ten years ago, and it looks amazing. I feel like that style never goes out either. Yeah. And the, the versatility with the dickies, so you can like add it right. and make it fresh. When we were on vacation with Katie, she showed up with a red like blazer a hoodie one. and a hoodie. And yeah. I thought she was, I th- just thought she had layered. And then right. she takes it off. And I was like, oh, yeah, the hoodie is cool. awesome. Yeah, yeah. the hoodie is great because it really looks like you're wearing all these bulky layers, but right. then you take it off and it. No, people would come yeah. up to us and like touch our arm and be like, how do you have that upstate? sweater under a blazer yeah you're like yeah, yeah. you're skinny still yeah and, <laughs> and, and hot cuffs. yeah and yeah we used to have cuffs that that buttoned in so oh. still do on some, yeah on yeah. some of the winter ones but um yeah yeah jen is showing her yeah. fur on her the cuff fur. yeah faux fur fur faux yeah that's so fun so what's been the biggest highlight for you so far with the brand is there like a moment that stands out where you were like oh we're making it this is i think every day is a highlight it is. The little wins for me, it's just, it mm-hmm. keeps me going. But I think when um, we started, you know, we thought, okay, every girl needs this and we want to have our stake in the ground and we really want to go for it. But is it going to work, this concept? Or is it kitschy? Do you think it's dorky? You know, we, we, mm-hmm. you, you just don't know. And then we started selling these jackets and we got calls. I, I'm, I'm out of Dickies. I need more Dickies. The people are buying the Dickies. They're buying more Dickies than jackets, you know, like, and, and oh, interesting. like maybe two for one because they're getting the concept, them, yeah. right? We sold them in. And when that happened, I, I was like, not only did we like think we were going to, we, we sold out the first season 100% sell through of the jacket and Dickie when they were already inside. And then it was like, do people like this concept of the Dickie on the side? Do people want to buy them separately? Like, mm-hmm. is this taking off? And when it did, and to a testament too is that the jacket is still our number one selling skew 
and the Dickies, you know, and we, we make we, we sell all all categories, you know, well, but it still is the cornerstone of the business. And it's still today, you know, there's so much you can do with it. And so, you know, as long as you keep the quality, we don't ever want to be one of these businesses where it's like that used to be like the original was so much mm-hmm. better, you know, mm-hmm. and oh, these guys lost it with the fit or whatever. We are so maniacal on all aspects of keeping it totally giving you a hundred different ways to wear it, a hundred different, you know, styles of it, you know, double breasted, you know, when, when people like hardware or like whatever the trends are, you know, we're going to follow some trends, but the classics are still, you know, just as important today as they ever were. Yeah. I think that's really cool. And it's amazing that you were able to go from that, like, I don't know, like $1,200 price point and like almost cut your prices in half. Yeah. It was 30%. Yeah. That's, adjusted to that. Yeah. That's a lot of work. It was. It was like <laughs> a lot of praying that it would work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's a highlight. Every time yeah. somebody, anybody like you wearing that, the fact that you paid for that, you know, you're just yeah. like, whoa. Yeah. What about somebody seeing, paid for that? I don't know that she paid for it. No, I did pay for it. Meghan Markle wear it. I paid no, for it. No, I this. mean Meghan Markle. Uh, yeah. Meghan no, Markle. No, was Meghan amazing. Markle is a that home was, run. But Meghan Markle was the mother load. Meghan Markle was a fan. Yeah. Yeah. Meghan Markle was a fan before she, when she was on Suits. Yeah. Okay. So that's how you know that was very, um, that was very sort of grassroots and you even know. down to the name Suits. Yeah. <laughs> did she wear? Did she ever wear you on Suits? Was it part of yeah. her costume? Yeah. It would be. It would be perfect. Yeah. Like, I always loved all the workwear in that. Like it would make me and want- younger. Mm-hmm. We're like all over younger. But the fact that she's wearing it now, like, her favorite in show. every in every scene is Veronica Beard. That's amazing. Yeah. That's yeah. so cool. Yeah. Well, the fact that she's wearing it now, she doesn't have to. I mean, that's to, incredible. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. it's, that is a huge win. Yeah. yeah. And that cover, that checks every demographic, every box. And yeah. I think that that's something that's really special about our brand, too, is that our demographic is 20 to 70. Mm-hmm. And there's grandmothers with daughters and granddaughters shopping all the time. And there's something for everybody. and But in a you know, not sort of a hodgepodge, like throw spaghetti at the wall situation. It's got a real look and a real um, brand DNA, but I think you can come in and there's different points of entry for, for mm-hmm. people. Another huge highlight was, um, who I know you love is Cindy Crawford. Oh my love. gosh. I know. I was so happy when we interviewed her and she's like, Oh, and then you wear Veronica beard. They're one of my favorites. And I was like, yes. Oh my God. She's one of my favorites. So she inspires me like yeah. daily. Yeah. yeah. She's, she's incredible. So amazing. She's so great. Wait, so besides the blazers and the Dickies, what are your other best-selling items? I've been seeing your jeans everywhere, too. Our jeans are everywhere. We um, So our best sellers are the scuba Dickie jacket. Okay. Um, the scuba pant, our Dakota dresses, our Mariposa dresses. So any of the, like, the silk, ruched, mm-hmm. um, our jeans. Um, you know, we launched shoes um a couple of years ago but recently have um partnered with Calaris so our shoe business is really growing cool sweaters are huge yeah I love your sweaters mm-hmm. but we're you just know. really building out the uniform you know and thinking mm-hmm. about seasonally what she needs where she's going um you know and trying to deliver that that suiting emotional piece huge yes. yeah you know and this this whole rental market and rent the runway and somebody said to me um you know I want to. They ask you for a subscription and and to have the ongoing outfits. And the only reason why I'm doing it is because I want the Veronica beard. I want it more and more, you know, mm-hmm. and constant replenishment mm-hmm. of it. Yeah. Um. So that was a huge, a huge data point, I think, in in how people are wearing it. You know, they want a new suit and they need it 
They need a lot yeah. of, and not just suiting. Yeah. You have the perfect dress, the, you know, the evening dress, whatever your, mm-hmm. your lifestyle needs. You have a gorgeous satin suit on the site right now with Ooh. the wide leg tra- tra- trousers. The white. The white. Yeah. yeah. So good. Yeah. It's Thank so you. good. Can we switch gears and talk about extended sizing? Mm-hmm. That was something that we got so many questions about for you because yeah. we crowdsourced some of these and people wanted to know all about extended sizing. But I want to talk about what prompted that. Like, how did you decide that it was time after, I guess you did it last year, so like nine years in business that you wanted to extend your range? We talked about it for a long time. And, you know, it's been, I think it's been a, uh, a conversation, obviously, that's always going on. But really what happened was um, Katie Strino, who we love, who we love, tried on, um, went into our store and tried on our, um, I think it was our leopard suit, right? It was the leopard, the leopard blazer. I think it was that because she reposted it more recently as like an update. Yeah. And it was like brands who have listened and I think you were one of the only ones. Yeah. And so, and so I followed her because I just always loved her before any of this. I love her sense of humor and she's, she's so awesome. Um, and so it didn't really register for me until I saw her in the fitting room trying this on and I was like oh my god we've got to figure this out so we I think that really engaged us because it was being you know we were being called out by the community and she wasn't she she did it in a in a great way like I just want to wear this you know I wish this would fit me and um and so we reached out to her and said please will you come in we need education on this we want to know what, how to navigate this, how to do this right, get the fit right, talk about it the right way, understand like, you know, do, does this, do these women want, you know, suits? Do they want sexy dresses? Do they want everything? Um, And so she was a great friend for us. And how's the response been? I mean, we know Katie loves it, but what is everyone else? What's the response been more broadly? So jackets and jeans sell the best. Okay. Um, Candace Hafeen, who we love so much. Oh, I love her. Gorgeous. Has been, She's so pretty. Has been our, um, you know, our model of the last couple campaigns. Can you hear me? Yeah, I'm just sorry. Um, and she is so beautiful and has also shed so much light on, you know, the design process for us. And um, so, again, brand awareness is small. And I think that, you know, people don't know that we necessarily have extended sizing. And it's also training that woman that she can, you know, get it from us, that it, it exists with other designers. You can get it in store, all that. So it's it's a longer process, I think, um, but it's going well and we're really committed to it. So we're going to keep at it. Great. Yeah. Let's take another break for a sponsor. So today's episode is also sponsored by HelloFresh. So HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit, and it's our favorite way to get out of a cooking rut. And one of my New Year's goals is definitely to get back to cooking more. I feel like in December, I was in such a cooking rut. So I love um, this. I've cooked two of their meals since getting back from break, which is also helping my like cozy, happy mood. But I love that they make cooking a delicious homemade meal simple and easy, regardless of your culinary level. And they send you everything pre-measured. And since I'm usually cooking for one, and I don't mean that in a sad way, but it's true, I just love that there's no waste or like you don't have to buy random ingredients that you're just going to use once. Yeah, like a bundle of shallots. Like, right, you need or like, one. Uh, 
when cooking international food, you're like, oh, I need fish sauce. When am I ever going to use this again? Yeah. Agreed. So everything can be made in just about 30 minutes. I personally love the step-by-step visual guides that they provide, which makes it just impossible to mess up. Yeah, it's the perfect way to avoid endless trips to the grocery store or worse, defaulting to takeout, which I'm so guilty of. And it's fun. I always say that their kits are like a cooking class in a box. Yeah, there's something for everyone too. So they have family recipes, they have calorie smart recipes, and they have vegetarian meals. And they're always switching up the menu. And they have more five-star recipes than any other meal kit. So you know you'll get something really delicious. I really love that you can also add extra meals to your weekly order or yummy add-ons like garlic bread and cookie dough. It's also super easy to adjust your delivery days, food preferences, and you can skip a week whenever you want. I just made the pork and Gouda burgers. I made that last month. It was one of the best things I've ever cooked. Oh my God. Between the um, the spicy lime aioli um, and the caramelized onions that go on top of it. Oh my God, Grace. It was so good. I felt like a gourmet. Yeah. I made one of my favorite recent recipes was I got this um, sausage and well, so it was spinach ravioli and then there was crumbled sausage and this like lemon sauce. Oh my God. It was so good. I'm so jealous because I love pasta and I don't, and I didn't get that. Wait, did you actually make the pasta from scratch or was it like you put it together? No, it was like a a package of ravioli and it was super easy. So you just boiled it for like five minutes. It was so easy. Such an easy meal and it was so good. Yeah. And it's like something that I wouldn't have thought to cook. I like that they I like that they come up with the ideas. Yes. You know, I don't want to be creative. I just want to mm-hmm. eat something delicious. Exactly. So anyways, guys, we have a really great offer for you. If you go to HelloFresh.com slash BOP10 and use code BOP10 during HelloFresh's New Year sale, you're going to get 10 free meals, including free shipping. So that's 10 free meals. That's okay. That's crazy. Yeah. So one more time, go to HelloFresh.com backslash BOP10 and use code BOP10. Back to the episode. We So we, we talked a little bit about pricing earlier, mm-hmm. but one of the questions that we got a lot was about price. So I don't think people necessarily realize how much more expensive your prices used to be. The question that we've gotten is, will you ever do a diffusion line or a tier two line kind of like Rebecca Taylor just did? No. Um, we won't, we, we have jeans. Mm-hmm. So jeans is, and, and that's really actually from learning from the past when, um, so many brands had their, their brand and then would do diffusion lines and the diffusion line would end up winning and sort of the original oh. brand would, um, sort of just peter away. Yeah. And so what we're, what we're actually really committed to is just expanding the offering and the um and the price point. Mm-hmm. So it won't be, you know, Veronica Beard too. It'll just be that we have t-shirts or we have dresses yeah. that are more sort of entry level pricing. Younger yeah. entry level pricing. Mixed in yeah. right there on the runway with the ready to wear. Yeah. Oh, I like that. You know? And so we love high low. Collection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the sold out collaboration. Exactly. I love those pants. Yeah. I know. Aren't they so good? They're like my travel oh, uniform. Good. They're the mm-hmm. best. They're so great. I feel like we've talked so much about work. I want to hear more about both of you. So one question that we got was about your relationship as both sisters-in-law and business partners, and if you ever find it hard to establish boundaries between your personal life and business and kind of how you deal with that. I don't think that we have a hard time um, establishing between personal life and business. I think, you know, it was when we started – 
we, you know, we both have very distinct personalities yeah. and we share the same name. Um, and at first we were going to call it something else because we were like, well, you know, it can't be Veronica Beard. She's Veronica Beard. I'm Veronica Beard. Um, and then finally we decided we have to call it Veronica Beard because uh, that would just be crazy if we didn't. Um, but it's, you know, I think almost for me anyway, I'll just say um, Veronica Beard has become sort of this third person. And that's how we, I think we both kind of get through it because we go a lot by our maiden names too, which I think keeps us sort of in mm -hmm. our own personality and our head spaces. And what is cool is we can go back to Veronica Swanson when we need to, we can be Veronica Beard when we need to. And it's sort of become this this shape shifting acting role almost. Well, it's that, I think you nailed it. It's that it's we. Yeah. So I never feel fully responsible, you know. Right. And Veronica doesn't. Right. And even our kids are always like, "Who's in charge?" Right. And right. Like, you know, <laughs> no came one's up in with this or whatever. Yeah. And it's like I think that it's this whole we. Yeah. That makes it more interesting, even for the customer. Doesn't feel like oh they're. She is. It's like yeah. there they are, or or that's oh that's right. one of them, you know. Or mm -hmm. I don't know how it's you not guys look so at definitive. It. Like, I don't even know how the yeah. employees. Are <laughs> yeah, exactly. them. <laughs> but um, I never feel like you know personally offended. I feel right. Like oops. Like uh, it's a we family messed up. hit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> There's like a pride in it, mm -hmm. you know, being part of this thing. Yeah. So um, so that's one, and then um, yeah, it's freaking hard yeah. being called the same name, and like. How many salespeople call you and are like, you were looking at this oh, thing? Yeah. And I'm like, no, I wasn't. Oh, it's her. Uh -huh. Or like, you know, how many emails do you get that were for me? And I have to like board over. It's fine. Yeah. It's just, you know, do you ever feel like you have your own life? Like you're you're constantly like, oh, I met your sister-in-law. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, sure. Oh, maybe yeah. it was you. Were you blonde? Like, yeah. you know, it's just right. constant, you know. Oh, she was so annoying because <laughs> I check in first at the airport a lot. And like she comes along and they – they checked her into my seat. Oh, I'm no. I'm already on the plane. She's like, get off the plane. Like, I'm standing out here. And, like, there's a problem. And I'm like, ugh. And, like, you know, it's, it's always yeah. a problem at the airport. That's hilarious. Now everybody knows to put our middle names there and everything else. But even though we did that, it was still a mistake. But it is true. I mean, you know, in in the case of the two of us, I think one plus one equals 11. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not – it really is – we we get so much done together. I think we have so much confidence together. I mean, we have our own insecurities and, you know, have our own insecurities together when we're together. But when we're really aligned and in flow and, you know, committed to something, it's like, mm, get out of the way. You know? And it's also, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's called respect. Yeah. So if we disagree and we yeah. disagree all the time, I – Never, we both don't hold back. No, and then, but we'll also know, like, oh shit, I'm not dying on this mountain. Right, mm -hmm. have it. Yeah, and then it's like you had it last time. Like I'm getting it this time. Like I'm fighting for this girl. Like, <laughs> we have like totally different body types. We're from different parts of the United States. Like you know, different kinds of upbringings. She has sisters. I have brothers. Uh huh. But Veronica is my sister that I never had, and so um, I know when she tells me something too. Like it's it's really from a place of like family yeah. which i never had i had my mother that's it you know i don't have that like you know right so um <laughs> 
we're gonna be talking about that tonight at the Christmas party. Ugh. Oh my god! Um, or we're like a bottle of wine. I know. <laughs> I know. And um, but it's major. It's a lot. Like going to work every day is major because um, it's, it's like it's just becoming bigger and like more. But we do big decisions. We do. Luckily, I mean, you know, what's so nice is we can flip flop. Like, you know, if she has a headache, I'll take the, you know, I'll take the lead in the thing. Or if, you know, I can't get somewhere, she'll go do it. And that has been the savior because to do this alone, I mean, I can understand why people have nervous breakdowns and quit. You know, it is really, really hard. Yeah. On your own. Well, how do you manage the balance between motherhood and having a business because Veronica, you came into the business already having three kids mm-hmm. and then you have three kids now, but I don't know no, why I had, I had, I had four I had two. coming into the business. You had four yeah. coming into the business. And I yeah, had and one I had during. Two. Oh my goodness. And I had one during. She had two. one during. Oh my gosh. So yeah. how do you think about You know what we always say all the time, thank God that we had kids before we started this business. Oh interesting. Yeah. And it is I think about it all the time because and just having been in the fashion world yeah. and knowing – I was very aware of what it took and how much people, um, you know, gave away to do what they loved. So by the time that we were married, had sort of our personal lives sorted out, had kids, and then had this business, we were master compartmentalists. Mm. We were multitaskers. We like time was of the essence all the time. We wanted to do our work, do it really well, work hard and get home and be with our kids. Yeah. And we're such family people. Veronica and I are both um, cancers and middle children. And we're very, very family oriented. So it was never, oh, we want to go out to this party. And, you know, you can't have – there was an um, an interview that Natalie Massenet gave, and I can't remember who it was with. But I remember when we started this business, it resonated so much with me. And I think about it all the time. And she said, you can't have the three balls in the air all the time. Um your family, your work, and your social life. Like one has to give, right? Because one's in the yeah. hand. And You're hungover today. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kidding. You know? Beck and I are both hungover today. <laughs> but, but we don't we don't have children to right, take care exactly. of. Right, exactly. You're still dealing and mm-hmm. you got your cat. Yeah. 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 But you 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 can't you cannot be good at everything all the time. Mm-hmm. And having children is a very humbling experience. And I think that that helped us a lot. I also was always at the belief. I mean, remember, I was working at a probably a more demanding job having those babies. Yeah. And it was like the thick of it, you know, when they're like little and infants and all that. And um, I never even think twice about having a baby in the middle of chaos, you know. And when we started the business, um, we were in the clear. We're like, okay, we got the kids and this is the business. We're going to do this together. And, and then I For was For a like, month. And then I was like <laughs> not drinking pregnant. wine. And Veronica's like... Oh my God, are you pregnant? And I was like, no. Yes. <laughs> I was so scared to tell her. I think it was three months in at the point. It was, I, mean, I don't know. Because I just like wanted to keep having me. Like I even March. wanted another one. Really? I mean, you would have like six? Part of life. Sure. She would have had 12. I try oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> but um, keeps it, it keeps it interesting. Amazing. But yeah, you just like chaos is like, I mean, Veronica too was like constantly moving. Like, if it's not having a baby, it's like 10 other things going on, you know? So we both are good at that. But that, I think that that 
also was the muse for our business. You know, it was this life where you don't have time to sit around and like hem and haw about what you're going to look like and your outfit mm-hmm. and, you know, all these no, things. No, it's, it's part like, of the, the checklist. Like, yeah. I look good. Yeah. I bye. feel good. Yeah. <laughs> you know now that you're going to put it on and feel yeah. great. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, wait, so we're going to do some fashion questions. Are you ready? Right. Sure. Um, so who are each of your style icons? Carrie Bradshaw. That makes sense. I see that for you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I grew up like obsessed at college. I was so obsessed with – Sex in the City. And to me, that was what I was going to move to New York for. And, yeah. you know, I had, I really did have shoes in my cupboards. I mean, it was like that, you yeah. know? So I loved her. I still love her. Yeah, I still love her. Has yeah. she worn Veronica Beard? She has. Perfect. Yeah. I'm head to toe supermodels. Okay. So I'm Cindy Claudia Crawford. Schiffer. I'm Cindy. Who's your I'm- number one? I'm going to make your choose. It's a mean thing. Guys, I gotta go with I don't know. Oh, <laughs> I mean, listen, Linda is like the best at what her, what she did, and then there's you know Claudia yeah. and Cindy and Kate Moss and all those. Two, I mean, I literally like study them from their hair down to their you know shoes, like <laughs> all of it. I love that. Have to, yeah. What's your favorite way to style a dicky jacket? I love in the beginning we don't do this as much and by the way this is the problem with growing a business it's like certain things might not sell as well and so you don't offer it again you know and then you try or whatever we used to put the best vest over the dicky jacket you know like a fur vest yeah today would be faux and or a um, puffer vest or a puffer and it was like you know your outerwear too right because the, the the coats back then too were a little bit heavier mm-hmm. and we realized you know people want to be able to wear them inside and like mm-hmm. a little more comfort but we were also that was when we were like hoofing it around i mean we were so we were in jeans the jacket and a puffer because we were working you know a three-person show so we right, weren't but, in dresses right and- but the fact is we we the vest over the jacket was such a good look no, that we I don't do anymore. I and like I want to do it for our iconic you know pieces. This, this know. You know it's like that kind of styling because then you you never take it off. And fitting the jacket under a coat is always a you know, know. a conundrum. It's like yeah. what do you coat? have any tips for that? Because I get asked all the time by readers. A vest. Oh okay. I just usually just wear a big teddy coat over my blazers. Yeah. I know, but do you want to have a teddy coat all the time? No, I'm bored. Right? Yeah. Like you want to be like yeah. that's why the, the blazer like your your okay. sleeve is tight and you can wear your sweater and like mm-hmm. it was all that layering. Yeah. Wait, Veronica, what's your favorite way to style it? So, I love well, first of all, my favorite dicky is the denim dicky. Okay. So it looks like you're wearing a jean jacket under a blazer. Kay. Because I love really like classic American styling. Yeah. I think that looks super cool. Um, I like it. I really like the dicky when it's super layered. Like I love Jen's jacket with a fur collar. And when you have like all sorts of other things happening underneath, like a turtleneck, and then you've got a dicky and it looks just like maxed out layering. Um, or I'm just a... I wear a jacket. <laughs> By the way, we did we did vests with dickies. Too, oh, cute! You know, yeah, yeah. Wait, but that's a good idea. By the way, mm-hmm. I'm curious as shoppers, not as designers. How do you think about what trends are worth investing in, like spending money on? I am like the most psycho shopper. Tell me more. So, Tell me everything. I could shop in a gas station. You bought the Amazon nightgown. I did. Yeah. I buy a lot of Amazon things. I'm a high low. I my my sport is finding things that are 
like the the low version. Are you sharing these on Instagram? Where can I get? Where can I get I'm these? I'm not. Racks? I should do that. And honestly, my most favorite. I mean, one of my most favorites, but is um, Zara Forever. Yeah. Um, but I love that mix. I yeah. love. I love the. You know, it's very. I mean, if you can afford it, it's very easy to go buy. That thing, that teddy bear coat from Max Mara. Oh my god! Unfortunately, I'm upset about that coat. That Max Mara coat has been, you know, for Max Mara, it's been knocked off by a hundred different right. brands. But that's the way that the world works today. Any designer has to be okay with that because we've been knocked Painful. off a million times, and and that's okay. You know, everyone's just reinventing the wheel, so you can't you can't take that personally as a designer. Um, but I feel that. Like I'm from the era of the supermodels, right? So I I like to buy off the runway. Well, I used to, and I yeah. like to have an ode to that piece, you know. And if it's like that piece, it's it's probably a sample that they made that didn't sell. Like I want that piece from the lookbook. Mm-hmm. And then if you get the knockoff, to me, it never fits as well, and the quality is terrible. You know, like I I want the hero piece that is, and and it generally is not the one that anybody else buys. Right. Oh, it's, interesting. It's the red one, or it's the so like. You like like the mm-hmm. the statementy. I like one. a statement like kitchen sink on it. You know, she likes okay. it with like a neon line and no, like a blinker. No, no. <laughs> I mean, I just like you know the that freaking red bag from Gucci. You know, mm-hmm. like it's yeah. always gonna sit there, and it's like I I should put it in like my you're museum. Like, you're like you're gonna <laughs> I'm gonna spend money, and I want you to notice. Like it's gonna be a. Like a no, scene-y. it's not no, a, a money thing. It's just it's an ode to like Cavalli is is very upsetting well, to totally. me because I I treasure his amazing pieces, you know. But like there's all the Cavalli part that I don't like. But but you're not like you know, buying like the black thing that you're gonna wear, you know, eight million times. Right. You're like I want the statement thing, right. yeah, like the Gucci red suit or yeah. like the, the the leopard dress from Dolce back then, or the the I still have like my lemon dress. Remember when he, they did all the. You know, the, oh, the, yeah. the fruit on the dresses yeah, yeah, yeah. and like, you know, these kinds of things, you know, like and, and in history we can all recount, you know, the Versace, like that white dress that he made that Giselle wore. Yeah. And um remember I wore it to the um my husband's surprise party. Oh yeah. <laughs> but it's like memorable pieces like that, yeah. you know? And if you if you don't get the original, to me, it doesn't it's not the same. It sounds like the Met needs to do an ex- ex- exhibition with just your closet. <laughs> Uh, no, I mean it's a secret, you know. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's, now, now yeah. everybody knows. Now, now <laughs> my daughters knows. are always like preying on it. I'm just like, don't touch that. Yeah. Wait. So, Veronica, you're more of like a Zara high low no, shopper. No, 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 no. I'm a very you... designer customer too, but I am like J Crew, Zara, everywhere. I mean, I love to shop everything. But when do you decide to buy the designer piece? I buy the designer piece too. You know what I'm so saying? You buy both. I, I don't buy both, but I'm just <laughs> saying like I'm very informed by I'm very informed about what is out there, what my choices mm-hmm. are. And I know which brand is doing the teddy bear coat well and which is not. And that's actually how the customer today is really shopping. They really they know price value. They know what's out there mm-hmm. and they know what is I think Veronica Beard, a Veronica Beard Dickie jacket is, you know, something that people spend on because it's it's special and it's innovative and it's not knocked off and you'll wear it forever you know it might be knocked off well it, but it yeah, does it has fit been the same off. and it's, it's not, not the same yeah. quality and it's you know yeah people want it's gonna be the original it's, it's gonna just gonna like apart. why why is louis vuitton doing so well? why is tom brown why is he doing so well because he's got a you know a look right and it's a fit 
and it's a quality and people want to own the original Tom Brown, you know. But also something that people should know about fast retailing, not trying to like get people off of VB to fast, you know, fast retailing, but those companies have really good fabric because their volume's so big. Yeah. You know, so the, the it's a misconception that the quality isn't good. It is good. So there's there, there should be no shame in your game if your whole wardrobe Not at is, all. No, and I shop Zara, high low too. You know? Everybody like, does. Yeah. There's great quality to get at all different price points. Yeah. You know? I just like the hunt. I feel you. I'm a hunter. Like I'm hunting – that I, stuff down. I want to get you sharing these on Instagram. Okay, well. Yeah, I want this too. Okay, I'm I a will. huge Farfetch like hunter. You know, because you they are across the world. Mm. I just can't believe that the inventory. I used to sit there and stare at Net-A-Porter. Remember when they had the globe? And yeah. it was like, so-and-so put this in their basket in Dubai. Mm-hmm. Oh. I was like, what are they looking at? And then I would look at it and be like, oh, my God, somebody just put – and I had it in my basket, you know? And like, <laughs> it creates this, you know, it's like a trading desk. That side was fun when they had that. Right? Yeah. And they took it off. I know. I don't understand why. I don't either. I used to study that. <laughs> I was fascinated. I'm like, who shopping in Russia? Because they're awake right now. And I'm like trading, you know – That's amazing. Middle East. (laughs) Okay, let's take a quick sponsor break. It's that time of the month, Grace. It's time to talk about Lola. I was just thinking about this. I've been using Lola for over four years now. It's one of the best decisions I ever made, and it's because of you. It is because of me. I used to work at Lola, and I was so shocked when I first talked to the founders before the company even launched. I just had never thought about the ingredients in tampons before. Never. Like I consider myself a pretty responsible consumer in all other aspects. I, I think about the ingredients in my food, in my beauty products, but just had never occurred to me to think about what was going inside of my body in the form of my tampons. Yeah. So here's the scoop. Lola makes tampons, pads, and liners made with 100% organic cotton. And you might not realize that's a big deal, like I didn't, but it kind of is. So the FDA doesn't require brands to disclose a complete list of ingredients, so most of them don't. And that's why on a lot of packaging, you'll see language that says things like may contain. Oh, the may contain makes me feel a little bit sick. I think it's so messed up. I just want to know specifically exactly what I'm putting in my body. Totally. Like if you ever saw that on a food label, I would be like, does it? contain it like that's a sketchy way that's sketchy i mean think of your food allergies like may contain coconut oil yeah sketchy yeah and then the other thing that i love is that they made it a subscription so the service totally makes sense for my period you pick the mix of products that you want in a box so usually i want lights and super pluses but i don't want the rest and like that you can't you can't go buy that at the drugstore And then you get whatever combination works best for you. They deliver your product right to your door so you don't need to worry about forgetting, which I'm also a sucker for. And you can change your subscription, skip a month, or cancel any time. So it's really meant to be flexible to be what you need. I also think it's so cool, and you worked on this, is that Lola has this incredible charity program. So to date, they've donated over 2 million period products to homeless shelters across the U.S. I really love knowing that my purchase helps to do a little good. Yes, and uh, period products are one of the most requested items at homeless shelters. 
That's so crazy because it's not like a glamorous item. Like people are like, let me bring coats and like wool socks and things like that. Yeah. So if you still haven't tried Lola, they just introduced a new trial kit and it's easier than ever. So you can try a few of their tampons and a mix of absorbencies and then you can choose either two ultra thin liners or two cleansing wipes. So it's a great way to try the brand if you're skeptical. I love that. But we also as always, have a great offer for you. So for 30% off your first month subscription, visit mylola.com and enter code BOP30 when you subscribe. That's 30% off at mylola.com with code BOP30. Back to the episode. We're going to switch gears to just four very quick and random questions to Mm -hmm. kind of round out this interview. So the first one which I wrote this question because I was curious, is <laughs> not a reader question, is what is one must-have skincare and one must-have makeup item that you both can't live without? It's just one of each. Yeah, you each get one of each. You get one to recommend. It's not that you only have to use Damn. one yeah, for the rest no. of this your life. This isn't like Desert Island. You only get one. It's just one recommendation. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I love Vintner's Daughter. Me too. Oh, great. I really do. Um, so I love – that and I would say I can't live without Nars Laguna. I would be on a deserted What's... island. It's bronzer. Okay. <laughs> even okay. though I'd be on a deserted island tan, I would still need <laughs> my Nars Laguna. Okay. Okay. You guys, Charlotte Tilbury, her, huge fan. Her Love right her. and those tutorials. Oh, I, I don't watch the tutorials. Oh yeah. Oh my god, it's no, an YouTube, Instagram phenomenon. YouTube. No Instagram. We have it. Like she one. does the, the quick, you know, so those those oh. palettes of shadow. Yeah. I, I have every color. Oh, I okay. just got the blue one. Beautiful. It's so pretty. I didn't realize, but like there's this orange sort of gold one. Okay. You know, mm-hmm. you don't real you don't think about that. You're like, oh, I'm gonna do a green eye or whatever you do, but like an orange, it, it like mm-hmm. sort of sets off your color. Yeah. Your so anyway, I love her, but I love her more for her f- tutorial. Okay. You know, because who teaches you this stuff, you know, mm-hmm. if you don't go to beauty school. And then um all right, I have to say it's a high low thing. This is on Evine is active argon. I used to have boil problem, like boils. Veronica knows. <laughs> boils. What's a boil? A boil it's like a, a zit that doesn't surface. It's like deep oh, it's down, like, like a like bump. a cystic acne. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All the hormones, all the kids, mm-hmm. all the weather, everything. Do I have a boil? Have I had a boil in a long time? Right? Right. It's this cocktail I formulate okay. with this Active Argon product. You got to go check it out. And Wait, then what's the brand? Active Argon. Is the brand. Yeah. Oh, okay. And they have make these oils. Like okay. A oil. And mm-hmm. I'm living and dying by these oils and okay. this this these products. Really good. Okay. Okay. That one's new to me. Yeah, I've never heard I of know. It. That's like a total zinger. Yeah. Do you get zinger. it on Amazon or on their site? Evine. Evine. Okay. It's a it's a it's a shop HQ. Like my girlfriend is on TV selling it. Okay. okay. And she pretty much, you know, formulates these these Okay. They're serums. Cool. Not I'm gonna creams. check it out. Yeah, same. What's your favorite vacation destination? Oh, mine's the beach. Any beach. Which beach? I mean, any beach. Truly you could plunk me on any beach and I would be happy. I'm like such a water person and a sand person. I love Harbor Island. So Grace and Katie and I were just there, and our goal is to find more vacation destinations. Harbor Island is great, but it's not easy to get to. No. Yeah. So I need oh more God. beach vacation destinations that are a direct flight from New York. I know. I think we're going for spring break to Costa Rica to go surfing. Ooh. Oh, fine. So I'll, that'll be another beach vacation. Yeah. I'm a third world traveler. Traveler. 
And I like to get the kids off the grid and like freak them out. What was your what was your most recent favorite vacation? They loved um, one of the most important ones was Mongolia. Okay. We've been to Jordan recently. Okay. Israel. We've been Tibet. Oh, wow. I really want to take them to India. Mm-hmm. India is not a vacation. It's an experience. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we've been we've been to the South America. I love Argentina, the Patagonia. Mm-hmm. Machu Picchu in Peru is yeah. insane. Um, we've been to Bolivia. How was that? Sick. Did you go oh. to the salt flats? Of course. Okay. So you've been. No, I want to go. Oh. <laughs> and we went to... Um, like in Argentina, you can go to the Patagonia, but you can also go to these. It's called Iguazu, you know, on the border of Brazil. And no, it's I don't these, know what um, that is. You'll see toucans, you know, with the with the um, waterfalls. Oh, cool! And it's rainbow after rainbow. You know, it's like makes Niagara look like you know. Cool. I don't know. JV. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're gonna go to Australia next. Oh, I want to go to Australia so bad. You do? Why? I I just don't want to go as badly as my kids. It's very far though, and I don't like going too far. It's so far. It's so far. Yeah, we love Africa. You know, safari, all that. Cool. If you weren't doing this, what would you be doing? This being founding this company, not being this interview. Oh, I mean, like today, because I could tell you, like I could take a nap. I would be in um, interior design and real estate. Oh, yeah. I love interior design. It's like the best. I think your home is like your ultimate form of expression. Yeah. You know, because you actually like live in it. You can change your clothes and Mm -hmm. change your mind. But like. I know furniture is such a big decision. Yeah. I'd be a sports agent, I think. Oh, cool. I got really into, my kids play a lot of sports, but I got really into, we started this basketball program and um, underprivileged kids who are really talented getting these kids like into the NBA yeah, and, you know, branding themselves is like, okay. is like so interesting to me. Love that. Okay. So we'll end with this. What is the best advice? And it can be anything that you've ever received. I think the best advice is <clears throat> really to live in gratitude. And I think we, it's something that we, talk a lot about as a company and really um big part of our company is vbgb which is our charitable component um but i think that living in gratitude realizing how lucky we are to do this that um we get to wake up and have you know an amazing family great husbands our children's health this business um and the success that it's had is something I think about every day. That's great advice. What's what's yours? Um, I think be an individual and don't and, and think outside the box. Think differently. Don't always just go with the herd or a rule or a trend or any of it. Really try to stand back and think about it objectively. That's great. Great. So we do something on our podcast called a desperation minute, mm. which you have now earned. Great. Please tell all of our listeners where they can find you, where they can find the brand on the internet, where they can find the clothes, what they can do to support you. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, I think what you could do to support us is just tell people about us. Our our business was really founded on 
this grassroots word of mouth. And there's nothing better than when somebody you love or respect tells you about a brand, yeah. right? And then you're like, oh, great. Yeah. I mean, it's a true That's how I found review. You Katie. Yeah. So tell your friends, but then yeah. what's your Instagram? What's your website? Oh, where do Instagram. they go? Oh, oh, oh. Wait, I just want to say one thing keep fashion alive. <laughs> the best stuff gets dropped, you know, and Barney's is going out of business. And I want to be able to shop and like see what's out there and keep creating cool, keep like taking fashion risks, like wear pink, you know, because yeah. the everyone, the, then we're going to have a sea of mediocrity and black and like boring, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, that's the way the market seems to go all yeah. the time. Keep it alive. Like we, we just went and celebrated, um, Bob Mackey, mm-hmm. you know, he received an award next to us and, and He's the same as he ever was. And how g- gorgeous was she who, who works mm-hmm, with him? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even know her name, but she's his muse and his model and in her sequins and keeping it alive. You know, yeah. Dallas is keeping it alive. So mm-hmm. everybody needs to do that. And and they yeah. can support us by trying out the new stuff. Take a risk in your day. And, I- and you know, if, if we're like... <laughs> <laughs> take a risk. Take a risk. Take a fashion Wait, risk. Find for us one. at um, veronicabeer.com or any of our nine store, eight stores. Um, or um, Neiman's, Nordstrom's, Intermix, Shop Up, Net a Porter. Porter. Oh, you can buy us. Yeah. And you know what? I think Harrods wants to carry us. Ooh. Amazing. So go write an email to Harrods. Yeah. Be yeah. like, I'm looking for Veronica Beard. By the beard. way, they have Harrods yeah. online. Well, I'll go to Harrods.com yeah. and just be like, I can't find Veronica yeah. Beard. I... Oh, Harvey Nick. Well, of course, of course, Harvey Nichols. Yeah. Selfridges. Sorry, we've got to yeah. go through all the all the. Okay. Yeah. By the way, my Teresa in Germany, and Germany is looking really like looking at Veronica Beard. So hopefully you can get it over there more. Yeah. Um, Italy. What about, what about Instagram? We're Veronica Beard. And do you Veronica Beard? Do you have individual public Instagrams or no? No. Okay. So just follow Veronica Beard. Yeah. Great. Great. Yeah. I just started following you. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I'm gonna follow you back. Thanks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you ladies have been wonderful. Thank, thank you, you for thank you for having thank us. you. This, this is, is much so better fun. than the office. So fun. Okay. I had <laughs> so a bad attitude coming in here. <laughs> she was it's depressed. It was the depressed. rain is making us all depressed. You know, we were hungover. You were depressed. Seven days of sun though, starting tomorrow. That's amazing. Yeah. And you now, guys made me happy. And now you get to yeah. your holiday cats. party. Exactly. Cats. Are we going to see cats or not? Yeah, absolutely. All right, I'm going to see it. <laughs> yeah. Great, great. Yeah. All right, Grace. Let's get back to some just us time. Yes, let's do it. Becca, what are you obsessed with this month? Okay, or so this week, this month, whatever it is. You are partially responsible for this. So I got a sweater shaver. Oh, isn't it wonderful? It's great. I saw somebody talking about it in the Stripe Facebook group. Okay. And I was like, oh, I could use that. Yeah. It's um, a Conair one. I got it from Amazon. It was probably $15. And I went nuts and I shaved all my sweaters and I have a couple of cashmere sweaters that I really love, but they get super pilly. I have to do that to my um my cashmere joggers. They've gotten oh, a yeah, they're pilly. really pilly. Yeah. Um, and they're like new. I love that. It's so great. And I I never owned one before. Um, that's crazy. So I I've only had mine for a couple of years actually, so I'm not that far ahead. Yeah. I I guess I would just stop wearing sweaters if they got pilly. Yeah. I'd like donate them. But I just like reinvigorated my whole sweater selection. Congratulations. For $15. Yeah. What's yours? So mine is James Nord's fault. And it's also funny because I thought that I was like so unique and special with this. You're not. Well, like one night. So 
my obsession is Zalto wine glasses. Um, James, if you guys know him or follow him, he is obsessed with beautiful glassware. And for my birthday, he gave me, well, the four card team gave me two Zalto wine glasses. And my, like one of my little missions right now is to redo my like glassware cabinet so that everything matches and is really nice. And so I just bought four more. Um, but it was funny because Becca and I were hanging out and I was like, doesn't the wine just taste so much better in this glass? Like, isn't it incredible? She's just like, like all my friends have these glasses. It's, you're not like special. Well, no, she just like made such a big deal out of it where she's like, these are Zalto wine glasses. How, you've never tried wine out of one of these glasses before. And I was like, Grace, you're not the only person. Yeah, she's these. like a lot of people have these. I thought I was like so special. But now I have six. I like things to match. Um, I'm very excited. I'm so happy for you. It's like the little things. I just think the wine actually tastes better. My friend Elizabeth says that too. I'm over here with my $3.99 Crate and Barrel stemless wine glasses <laughs> at home because I I have such a terrible track record breaking wine glasses while washing them. Like I think I'm an aggressive washer. Oh, funny. So I'm like... Yeah, don't spend the money then. Yeah, so I'm just like $3.99. Yeah. Stemless. Let's do it. Great. What about on Instagram? On Instagram, I am obsessed with this account called Very Real Fantasy. So it's another one of those horoscope accounts. It makes me laugh so much, but I need to pull this up and and share share mine because they just did this really funny thing called Zodiac Tinder profiles. Yours is hilarious too. I'm going to read you yours after I read mine. Is this the account that you sent me something and it told me that my 2020 uh-huh. horoscope was that I'm going to like get jail time no it's something else oh um so libra it says due to my lack of decision making abilities i'm looking for someone to plan out my entire life which is true i cannot make a decision (laughs) to save my life then it goes i'm super passionate about socializing which is why i've already gotten in contact with your blood relatives and turns out i could potentially be your type i've linked my instagram below where you can check out a the photoshopped pictures of us on a Getty Images beach. It just made me laugh so hard. What's mine? So yours, Virgo, it says, so again, these are online dating bios. It says, please send me your qualifications and reasons as to why you deserve someone like me. I will take PDF, PowerPoint, and if you're poor, maybe a Google Doc. I have no time to read anything, which is not true. So actually, don't bother sending me anything. See you for lunch at two. <laughs> it's just so stupid and funny. I mean, um, I do believe that Google Docs are the poor man's Excel. Yeah, they are. Yeah. And Google Slides for PowerPoint, too. Who uses Google Slides? Um, a lot of companies I've worked with do because it can be collaborative. Oh, and it's that like, makes sense. it's the worst because I love PowerPoint. Um, so on my end, I have two, but they're in the same vein. Okay. So one of my New Year's resolutions. It sounds, it sounds not, stupid to say a resolution. a resolution. One of my intentions for this year on my 2020 vision board is to take a quarterly beach vacation for my sanity because I don't, I haven't really figured out how to take a long vacation freelancing. So um, I've been researching and I put on my Instagram story and I've gotten a ton of recommendations. And um, two of the places that I'm most excited that I really want to go to, I followed them on Instagram. So one is called Cobbler's Cove Hotel, and it's in Barbados. And everything is like pink and white striped. It is so cute. And it looks really great. So I want to go there. Yes. And then the second one is this place called Bowase. So it's B-A-O-A-S-E, and it's in Curacao. 
And it looks like a very like boho tropical getaway, like old Tulum kind of. beautiful. So I've been following both of these and now I get their photos and I like get depressed because I'm like, I want to be there. I've been following both of these too now, thanks to you. I know. I'm just planting seeds. Yeah. Unfortunately, January and February is like in its own price bracket for all of these hotels. They're so expensive. I know. So I think Q1 vacation might not be till March. Mm -hmm. But anyway, I'm like very on the hunt for these like fun hotels. And it makes me excited to like see them in my Instagram feed and depressed. What about books? Okay. So I finished books two and three of A Court of Thorns and Roses, which is Sarah J. Moss's other series and was so good. And I think so. First of all, I've been noticing a lot of people DMing me and telling me that they're reading Throne of Glass, which makes me so excited because I always want people in a book hole with me. Um, But if you've been like hearing me talk about these, because I feel like I've been kind of a broken record, um, I think this would be a better series to start with than Throne of Glass. So net net, I like them both. Like I think I like them equally. But this one, so there's only three books and the books don't get as long because in Throne of Glass by the end, they're like a thousand pages. Um, so there's only three. It's like a little more approachable. And the other thing about Throne of Glass is I ended up so sucked into it, but I actually found the first book to be pretty meh. Like it was you said fine. that. I remember you were not before you got like really sucked down to the ra- into the rabbit hole. You were like, mm, it's okay. Yeah, and, and it then was, suddenly you weren't sleeping. It was only because people on Instagram were like, "No, you have to keep going. It, it's going to get really good," and it did. But this one, I feel like I was like into it off the bat. Okay. So now my goal is to get Grace to read them so that I'm not doing it. I'll read the the three. Yeah, the Court of Thorns and Roses. Yeah, yeah. So I I want you to read this so that you're also on the Sarah J. Moss train. Okay, I'm I'm willing to go there. I'm not committing to seven though. Yeah, no, I get that. But maybe you're gonna like it so much that then you're gonna read all seven. Yeah. So anyway, so that's it's been a while since I've had a trilogy I loved. Like remember Paper Princess and the selection. Oh. Like those were why we started this podcast. Totally. I mean, it's not as fast as those. It's more like. It, it, like there's something very Game of Thronesy about Ooh. about both of these series. Like, did you ever read the Game of Thrones books? No. Oh, okay. Um. Anyway, I, I think you'll like them. I can't wait. Okay, and then the other thing is that I have been threatening to do this, and I finally did it. So I reread Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. Your yearly tradition. Well, I mean, I've read it. I think this is my fourth time reading it. And I just think it is a good way to start January. So I read it on Sunday. I read most of it on Sunday and a little bit on Monday. And it just like really, it's a, I hesitate to call it a self-help book, but it's her thoughts on creativity and it's nonfiction. Yeah. And she talks a lot about her own experiences or experiences of other creative people that she knows. And I consider myself I don't I don't like a reluctant creative. I don't know. Like I I feel like I'm also very left-brained too. Mm-hmm. So I don't like I'm not like a bleeding heart creative through and through. But this book just like I find it so inspiring and I through reading it I was like, yeah, I want to do more creative projects this year and I'm like brimming with ideas and I just feel so zesty creatively. I love that. Maybe I'll reread it too. Oh, I haven't read it in a long it's time. It's so quick. It like it I could have easily read it in a day. Mm-hmm. Um it was so so quick and it I just 
I feel invigorated. That's great. What did you read? So I haven't read much. I um started Long Bright River. Everyone is talking Everyone about Everyone is that. talking about it. So I'm excited. I've read like a chapter and it's good so far. I want to know what you think because I can't decide if it sounds like something I would like. Yeah. I'll let you know. So you're going to be my my guinea pig. Yes. And if you, not Grace, but if you, the listener, need something to read, our book club is in two weeks. So um, we are reading this month Good Girls Lie by J.T. Ellison. Grace, do you want to give them the... Yes, guys. This book combines a lot of our interests. It is rich, unsupervised teens at a boarding school um, set in the mountains, I think in Virginia. It is wonderful. It's just a fun book. There's a lot of twists and turns. I really, really enjoyed this book. I'm listening to it now, and it's fun to relive it. Yeah. So if you want to treat yourself to a murder, Grace only gets two thrillers, thrillers a, a year. year. This is one of them. So make her happy and join this book club. Yes, do it. And if you want more of us, you can follow us on Instagram. So we're at Bad on Paper Podcast on Instagram. We also have our amazing Facebook group. And then I'm on Instagram at Grace Atwood. And I'm on Instagram at Becca M. Freeman. And my blog is thestripe.com. Okay, see you next week for another Just Us app. Bye. Bye. Bye.